So this is the first time we are recording a podcast in this way. And, and the reason is we are not in the same location. So we're trying technology in a new way. Um, and I think the reason why we're doing that is pretty obvious to everybody. Um, we are basically, basically, um, working from home, which is not so unusual for, for me or for you, Bart, but I guess for many people, it's the first time I talked to my brother and he said it's the first time in 25 years that he works from home. So you are in London. I'm in Stockholm. And for the first time since we started this podcast over a year ago, we're not in the same location. So we've been testing all the technology and uh, we figured out how to create sound files and we're ready to go. Um, so Pia, what are we going to talk about? So we, we are going to talk about working from home. So I think technology will be part of what we're going to talk about. But can I just in advance ask some extra patience and uh, acceptance of the sound quality from anybody who chooses to listen? Uh, and then I've said that because I'm so sensitive myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, working from home. Working from home. And, and um, at the moment, my, my reality is that I sit in many um, conversations and uh, formalized crisis management groups. Um, and there are many everywhere, I think. And one of the things that came up was, you know, is there some kind of best practice guide, you know, to keep healthy to you know looking at your well-being when it comes to working from home is there anything we could share with the people that we are responsible for um, in the workplaces we are at so that's how it started yesterday morning so i kicked off um a guide a rough guide we call it um and we bounced it between the two of us a couple of times it ended up being three pages i think uh, with just something to share with people um Basically, our thoughts on working from home, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then we uh, we thought, well, uh, let's do a podcast that uses technology, although we're not in the same uh, country, not in the same city, and let's talk about working from home. Uh, we've done all that thinking yesterday, so let's put it put it um, put it out there. So, um, yeah, so. My my initial sort of reflection is that for you and I, yes, we do work from home a lot, so we're probably a bit more used to it. The other thing that might be a bit different for us compared to other people is that you are at the moment alone in a nice big flat, and I am at the moment alone in a nice big flat, and I don't have children, partners, uh, all kinds of people running around me so that is probably something to although that's not in our reality it's probably something we should cover too it's about what do you do when you have other people uh, sticking staying with you because of the school closures there will be children um, of, of lots of different ages around for the people that listen to this absolutely but in any case i think my first my number one thing when it comes to it doesn't just have to be work but you know, the space, the attention you pay, you, you, um, place to the space that you surround yourself in or you put yourself in. So the fact that it's a deliberate design of a space, you know, that could also be doing something else. Now we're talking about work, but I think I have that in me, the need for conscious space design 
anywhere. So you could say that anybody who's interested in interior design do this automatically perhaps, or does this automatically perhaps. Mm -hmm. When it comes to um, setting up a functional workplace or workspace, a physical place somewhere, um, there are a couple of pretty practical things, I think, that perhaps people think of, but um, let's just remind them, I think. So uh, one thing I did yesterday when we were actually writing about this, I thought I'd, I'd better do it myself, and that is that I tidied up my flat, actually. Um, so my office in my flat and my the, the table I often work at, and it's completely tidy. So it, it's good anyway, right? We've talked about this in, in other podcast episodes around the minimalism and, and paying attention um, not to be distracted by the stuff that's around you. Um, so tidying up the, the workspace and also actually what we just did before we came on to this podcast is tidy up our computer, right? So turn everything off that we don't need and no, lots lots of taps open and things like that. So clear up around you is probably a good start. And if you can, so yeah, we did say it depends on your situation and, and working from home may for some people be working from uh, somewhere else that isn't your home, whatever, you know, you're not just not in the, in the office. You may be in a, in a flat, in a space somewhere. Um, if you can find a, you know, separate that from your personal space, I think that's good, which is obvious if you're not in your, where you live, <laughs> let's say you are at your partner's or at your parents or somewhere, which is not your day-to-day living, but still to find a quiet space. So you, you you kind of pay attention to where you decide to be when you work. So I was uh, just to give you an example. Yesterday I was on on many calls and video meetings, conference meetings, um, and I could see how people were moving around uh, to different rooms. Maybe because they had to, because uh, you know other people using the same space, family. Um, so how is that possible? How how can you find one space? that is quiet for the work that needs to be uninterrupted, focused. Maybe there's other work where you can move around and you can make the most out of being very flexible being somewhere in your home uh, where you want to do that. But for some work, it's going to require some pretty uh, intense focus and attention. And then it's good with a quiet space, I think. Yeah, and quiet space could be, you know, if you're lucky like us, then it might be easy to, and a, a quiet space if you're alone in a flat. If if you're not, uh, you might need to, just like you might do in the office when you um, don't want to be disturbed, uh, you put on your headphones. I mean, I've got a nice uh, nice set of noise-canceling big, big headphones, and um, I love to put those on even when I'm when there's no people around me because it it just cancels out all the noise from uh, from outside and um, and I listen to music uh, that helps me concentrate. So especially for deep work, I think whether you're in the office or at home, actually, it's good to um, to shut out some of those um, noise distractions that might that might uh, stop you from concentrating and focusing. So I think we touched on everything that we discussed yesterday around minimizing distractions, whatever your distractions are. And um, for me, distractions could in the past also be the fact that I'm at home. I might just start an activity 
that I think is necessary. So the stuff that you used to do as a student when you didn't want to study for your exam, you found all sorts of reasons to clean a cupboard that really did not need cleaning immediately. So that's a kind of distraction too. I suppose you just have to make a decision. This is focused. This is focused work. Yeah. Uh, so being deliberate about that. Yeah, yeah. So because we'll talk a little bit about taking breaks, but it might well be that your break would be to do whatever that is, but as long as you're deliberate about it, as you say, mm. and that it doesn't that, that you're not constantly being distracted by your focus on work by whatever your break might be in the future. So you either do the work or you take a break and you don't get distracted between the two. When, um, you are deliberate about it and structured about it. When I talked to some people yesterday where this question came up, you know, do we have a, a guide on working from home? The, um, the issue actually that they addressed was more around the uh, social aspects, the fact that you might feel very lonely. So it wasn't about distractions or the workspace that we are not talking about, but it was about, you know, how do you make sure you, you, you look after yourself? So the contacts you would normally have when you get into the office, you don't even think about it, perhaps that you chat to people, you say hi to anybody in the reception, you go and get a coffee. Um, so it just kind of just happens in a flow. Whereas now, if you do that, you may be on your own, you may be in solitude. Um, or for that matter, you might have other people in your home, but they're not your colleagues. So if you have a team, how do you agree some team ground rules around this, both from, you know, availability? So when are you available for each other? And when can you do some socializing, even though you're not meeting up, you're, you're doing it virtually? Yeah, yeah great points. So, uh, I mean, one of the things could actually be, you know, Let's meet up for a coffee at three. So you make your coffee, you sign into a meeting room and chat a little bit. And maybe you keep that to a smaller group. Just like imagine you're sitting next to somebody. You might say that to your neighbor, you know, you want a coffee and then you go together. So it's nothing else than a five minute chat. But the, the, the issue here is that you don't know when somebody else is kind of ready for a break because you don't see them. So you need to plan a little bit. So again, it's about being deliberate. Uh, perhaps even more so than we when we are in the office. Yeah. So what I just did, just actually before we started, I didn't tell you this earlier, but um, I sent out a uh, request for a Zoom meeting with my friends to have a virtual drink tonight. So, have you had uh, any responses? Well, they haven't had the time to look at it yet. But uh, And my phone is off now, right? Which is another point we should get to. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, so you can do this for friends, right? If you like, we're recording this on the 17th of March. Last night, the uh, UK government suggested that you stay out of pubs now, uh, which in the UK, as you know, is a big thing. Um, so a lot of just, you know, go after work and they have a couple of pints. That is difficult to replace by a Zoom virtual drink, but we still should try to do to do that because it's better than nothing. I think I tried that and let's see what, what, uh, what the guys will say. Yeah. Uh, and I suggest really that we open a beer and we look at each other and we chat to each other like we would otherwise do in the pub. We, uh, on Sunday night, uh, we had a family gathering on zoom. It was very different from our normal family gatherings. So <laughs> <laughs> it was my parents and my brother and my sister. Um, so earlier that day, I, I had 
help my mother. She's blessed her. She's very, I think, IT literate for being the generation that she is. Uh, so she installed Zoom and I taught her the basics so that she could log on, log on to the, to the meeting room. And I think for us, we do use technology quite a lot. So at least we are used to looking at each other, talking to each other this way. For her and for my father, it was the first time. Uh, and it makes a huge difference. We're in different locations because of the situation. Um, and we will not meet up f- for, a, for a while. So that's a decision we made as a family because of the reasons we have. Um, and um, for them to see us, the ch- their children, grown-ups, but still, you know, it makes a huge difference from, from talking, seeing and talking. Yeah. So it's also possible. Yeah. And uh, so I... Uh, I talk to my mother. Normally, I talk to my mother about once a week, maybe twice a week. Now I talk to her every day. Uh, she is sort of in almost full uh, isolation at the moment. Um, and we do that on FaceTime. I actually, <laughs> funnily enough, I suggested Zoom. And she said, oh, I'm not using my computer for this. No way. I only use my phone. <laughs> so for her, that would never work. She, her computer probably doesn't even take zoom because it's so old but yeah it works on our phone so we are facetime every every evening um which is uh, which is very nice i just wanted to go back to distractions and specifically the phone and we have talked in previous episodes about you know minimizing distractions and paying attention and keeping focus and um uh, whether you're in the office or in a, in a physical meeting room or whether you're in a virtual meeting room, I think the same rules apply. So where we have talked about, you know, when you're going to a virtual, in a meeting room with a team, leave you outside the room or put it in flight mode. I would suggest it's very similar to when you're in a virtual meeting room, but nobody can check you this time, right? So, so it's much there's more sort of control or more sort of peer pressure on leaving the room outside the meeting room when that's a physical meeting room. Now you can sneakily check your email or your stock market prices or your, you know, for the hundreds and 20 times the, the news on coronavirus. And um, although it's very understandable that, that you want to do that, it is not the right choice. So I would strongly suggest that phones are either away from where you are in your virtual meeting room or when you're working by yourself, by the way, doing deep work or, or in flight mode. So you really get to focus on whatever it is you want to focus on. Well, we talked about this productivity app before. It's only if you are, you know, interested and, and, and like that, but this app forest, I'm just mentioning it once again. If you are interested, have a look. It's kind of a, I suppose, workable way of keeping you away from your mobile phone when you want to. So you, you decide for how long and uh, just set it up. Yeah. So um, should we talk about planning for a bit? Mm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so Pia and I talked quite a bit about this yesterday when we were uh, thinking about this. So the, the idea about, you know, we have absolutely no idea how structured you are in a normal work day, um, how you plan your times for deep work, meetings, uh, uh, break times, um, uh, social times, uh, breakfast, lunch, coffee, whatever, right? So how do you plan your time and and, um, how do you structure your day? This is important anyway, 
but it becomes even more important when you're working from home. So make a plan, make a schedule for the day and try to stick to it. And this goes both ways. Sometimes when you're in break mode and you might find it very difficult to go back to work, but similarly, and yesterday I was, uh, it's a great example of not how to, of how not to do it. Yesterday I spent, I think I spent six hours nonstop without even looking up, being in online meetings, on phone calls, and researching stuff around, um, you know, all the stuff that we, we have to do for, for our clients. And this is exactly, I think, what we shouldn't be doing. We should break at regular times and do something that is um, different, from, um, different from what we're doing, different from being productive, whatever that might be. Yeah. So it could be, I mean, again, nothing new just because you're working from home. It should always be the same. But I think the advantage for me, if I take my personal uh, situation right now, when I take a break, when, my, when I'm at home, I do things like um, I have a couple of rehab exercises that I do that it's just much easier for whatever reason. My mental <laughs> my, my mental threshold or, or barrier for doing it at home is, is much lower than if I'm in an office. So I'll take 10 minutes and I'll do my rehab exercises. I might also take, which I don't do in the office. I could, but I don't. I take time off to meditate in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also take time off to go outside because uh, I, I go for a, a walk, a physical walk. Uh, and I don't tend to do that if I have a planned office day. But what I do do in the office is that I change office. I, I move around anyway to different offices and go outside because of that. So I'm trying to replicate some of it by making myself go outside in the middle of the day. Yeah. And we, we can combine. So for, for me, uh, it's very similar to yours, I suppose. Uh, in particular, what I do, I've always done and still do, is I go for a walk several times a day if it's possible, if it's not too bad weather if I'm still allowed outside. Uh, um, so um, walking and when I walk, I I might meditate or have a mindful walk, right? Focus on the feet, focus on the steps, focus on the breath and just be with the walk and only the walk. Or I might put my headphones on and make a phone call while walking. So we can do the walk and talk like like we have talked about in other episodes. We can do the walk and talk without being together physically you can make a phone call and obviously it makes a lot of sense to make phone calls while walking if you can't be because you're exercising and um and socializing or whatever you're doing at the same time so that could be an option too um yeah so how how often do we take breaks would you say i i know i i can I know when I'm, my flow is done. So I know when I'm in the middle of something, when I'm doing some deep focused work. So I will naturally have a cycle if that's the kind of work I'm doing. What's more difficult for me is when there are meetings. Uh, and now I, my day yesterday was similar to yours. I was constantly in meetings, online meetings. So I didn't take breaks. Um, but I, I, for, for me, and maybe this is different for people, though there's some research showing that is it not 40 minutes or 45 minutes that you can stay focused if that's the kind of work you're doing? Mm-hmm. But we also have other work, which might be long management team meetings, which is happening online at the moment, uh, 
in many places that might be for a couple of hours and you cannot take a break. So make sure you take a break after a long yeah. meeting. So, so, but if, so, if you have a choice, why, why not take a break every hour? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, so this comes back to a point that we have made before, which is have a break between meetings. So make sure that your meetings are not planned back to back. And I know it's very difficult, especially now we're still in crisis mode. Everybody wants to have meetings and these meetings often, you know, the, the, the meeting stops and the next meeting starts. And this is no different from when we're in the office and we should try to have like a 10, 15 minute break between meetings. So we can do all those things. I would say one thing I would strongly recommend people, and this is what not to do in your break. And it's the one thing that you are going to, your, your brain is going to, your mind is going to um, draw you to what you are addicted at at the moment. And that is what is happening to my share prices. Trust me, when you've looked an hour ago, they're still down when you look an hour later. And of course the news. And um, I think we can get totally obsessed and addicted uh, with the news. And so we, we might be um, uh, really attracted in our breaks to go and check, quickly check the news, quickly check the stock prices. And I think that is a very bad idea. We need to just move away from you know, the talk about the virus uh, a little bit at some point. Take a break from everything, I would suggest. So one example, I've never done this, and I probably wouldn't do it because it's not really my thing, but one thing that was suggested to me yesterday was that there's lots of virtual museums and online libraries that you could take a look at, which is really, truly taking a break from everything, right? Um, looking at a museum online. And most of the major museums in the world have online uh, versions, and they're all free, which is very interesting, I think. One thing that um, came up yesterday or this morning was also the fact that when you work from home, you may not have as comfortable places to sit for a long time. So like a proper chair, a proper table. Maybe you're sitting at the dining table on a kitchen chair or something. So I would really suggest being more physical in your breaks than you would normally be. Mm. I mean, i.e. moving around more more than you would normally do uh, in a, in an office day because of it. Yeah, you know, and I look at my I look at my uh, my watch and, and my steps are just ridiculous. I mean, I hardly move unless I make a conscious decision to move, and therefore I'm walking more now than I ever would. So I I go a lot more out for walks. I go to the supermarket, not necessarily to buy anything because everything is empty, but just to see whether maybe the delivery truck has been and there is some food in the supermarket, and um, and uh, so we do need to move more. I agree. Mm. Um, uh, actually one thing I think we've touched on, on most of our you know the stuff that we discussed before but there's one thing and this is again not new but when it comes to virtual meetings mm -hmm. because now we're doing it I think more often in bigger groups so you may always have done it a lot on calls but now we are every group meeting is also um, in a virtual setting uh, almost I hear about some exceptions but very often and so what are, you know, what are your top tips when it comes to a successful, effective, nice online meeting? Um, agree how we use the technology. So 
you know, are we on mute when we're not talking or are we not on mute? So there's positives, so there's uh, advantages and disadvantages to, to both. But if you have noise in the background, you should be on mute and don't forget to unmute when you're talking. There might be a raise a hand functionality in the technology that you're using, so use that then. Um, there should be a chairperson that, uh, that checks and decides on how this works and also, you know, Hence the microphone, if you like, the, the virtual microphone to the people that raise their hands. Um, be very careful not to interrupt people. So I, I think this is a pretty good idea anyway, regardless of whether you are in a virtual meeting or in a physical meeting. But interrupting people on a virtual meeting, especially when it's a slightly larger group, can become very uh, disruptive. Um, so be a bit more careful with that. There is also the risk that people who could have talked choose not to talk because of uh, the, uh, you know, you, you're kind of holding back more than you would normally do because it's a little bit difficult to to feel, you know, when there is space. And if you're um, unsure of how important or, you know, interesting it is what you're going to say, you may in this forum even more choose to hold back. So my suggestion here that I think works, and it perhaps takes time to get used to, Fads, I'm not sure, but is to do a proper round. Mm. So you have a chairperson and do a proper round and you go around and you're quite specific on what the round is about. So it could be as easy as what's your top three focus of today? Just share, what are, what are you going to do? What, what's your priorities? Top three today. Or if it's something else, you know, what's your major concern today? What's your major issue today? So just something where you do a full round and expect mm. to hear a little bit from everybody, but not too much. Mm. Yeah, and then two participants, so that's the advice for the chairperson, and then two people participating in meetings, participate as if you would normally do, just be mindful of the fact that interruptions are a bit more disruptive than otherwise. Um, so... so <clears throat> Although we know there are barriers to virtual meetings, especially if you're not used to it, it's a bit more difficult to speak up. Um, be aware of that and speak up anyway. And please use video. If most people use video, try to use video yourself too. It's, I find a large Zoom meetings where there's a few people not on video and other people are on video. I find that quite disruptive. So either you're all on video or you're on a conference call. It's, you know, you just choose and then agree. Unless you have a very, very good reason to uh, not be on video, I would say you should be. Because it's very easy to hide, right? If you're not on video, then you might be checking your emails or on your phone or whatever. And yeah, that's disruptive in, uh, in itself. Yeah. I think I'm looking um, at my... My, my list here. So we, we've been, um, talking about the space of so setting up a functional workspace. We talked about minimizing distractions and that's very personal depending on your space and who you are, what distracts you. Having some ground rules if you have a team, working team, so that you create, agree and share some of, of those rules together. Work schedule, basically mm -hmm. making a plan and, and sticking to it even more. Important perhaps and now is your personal discipline even more so when you're working in your own space at home and some, you know, uh, 
just reminders, I think people know this, around virtual meetings because we have so many of them now. Right. And uh, perhaps what gave rise to um, to having this discussion in the first place, people's concerns around social connections and breaks, the fact that you look after yourself, the well-being around socializing, the well-being around taking proper breaks and do something meaningful in those breaks. Yeah. Um, so to be deliberate about that. Yeah, and I think we might well do a, a separate uh, uh, episode on the on the sort of mental well-being, emotional well-being of working at home, because there's a lot more to say about that. But I think we're probably done now I, in terms of time. Eh? Just wondering whether we should say anything. I mean, we started by saying that you and I sit in a alone in a flat. What about when you have lots of people around you? So um, I. I I mean, I think if you are working from home and your uh, uh, spouse is there too, and there might be a couple of children because the schools are closed, you uh, just like you would be making clear agreements and crown rules with the team, uh, you also need to make clear agreements and crown rules with your family, I think. So if one is looking after kids, the other one might be on a work call, um, if the sixteen and eighteen like mine, then you just agree with them that you know this quiet time, um, or we're going to agree to you know now have a cup of tea for ten or fifteen minutes together. So make make those agreements also when you um, are working from home. Remember, this is this is quite a stressful time to all of a sudden spend so much time as a family together. It's actually pretty pretty stressful. We might come back to that as well in the in the next episode. Very well. So, wishing everybody um, a, a good day wherever wherever you are, and um, yeah, 